Uh, I think most of you know me, but some of you maybe not. And so I just wanted to give a brief recap of some of the things that um, I've done in the past in Nunez Mexican Mission. In fall of 1983, I arrived at Saltillo, Mexico. Fall of 1984 to Mexico City, where I was for about 30 years or so. And then the spring summer of uh, 2014, I moved to Guanajuato, Mexico. And some of the things I was involved in, well, first of all, my education, I was, uh, I graduated from Eastern Christian College and then fairly recently got my master's from Lincoln. But, uh, I've been involved in a church plant in Hico, in camps, in congresos, uh, in the little Bible institute called the Stick. Uh, I was a teacher at a school for missionary kids. You can ask Jenny how that went. <laughs> and different things during those years. Next slide, please. And I'd like to tell you about some of the fruits of those experiences. Next, uh, click, please. It won't, well, okay. Things were supposed to come up on that slide. All right. So, <laughs> if you go back to the next slide, and we'll just talk about fruits for a little while. Okay, some of the fruits are the um, congregation there in the church plant uh, is still going. Three of the young men from that congregation went on to Bible college and are serving in different parts of Mexico. Uh, the son of one of them is now in one of the Bible colleges that I teach at, which makes me feel old. But um, And then with the... Steak, I know that some of the people that have gone through that are went on to a further uh, a more formal Bible institute, or some of them I also know are still very active in their congregations and their local congregations. Um, what else was on that slide <laughs> before? Uh, yes, they don't project. So um, the... School for missionary kids, not all the kids that went through the school made good choices, but I do know of several that are in ministry in Mexico and the States. Uh, one of them um, is a missionary wife in Chile, and she translates some of, she tra her, her part of the mission work is translating. Her husband um, has the church and a Bible institute and all that, but um, she translates some of Jack Cottrell's stuff into Spanish. So if you're familiar at all with him. And camps and youth conferences, I know a lot of kids uh, from those different experiences have gone on and, and work are active in their local churches or, or um, some of them went on to Bible college. I know of one of them who's a drummer in his church and, <laughs> and also my son-in-law. <laughs> so um, now next slide, please. Sorry those words didn't show up. Uh, this pin is stuck where Guanajuato is. You can see the Mexico City is the circle down there. So we're northwest of Mexico City. Next slide, please. And, you know, in the past I taught and worked with a church plant, and now I teach and work with a church plant. So I teach in two... Uh, Bible colleges, their emblems are there. The Universidad Cristiano de Mexico, Mexican Christian University, and the Colegio Cristiano del Centro, uh, Central Christian College. And the church plant is in my house. Okay, next slide, please. And now I'd like 
to um, present my coworker to you, Kalin, uh, well, Carlos, but he'll tell you. Okay, I forgot to bring my... I forgot, uh, can we pause for a moment? I forgot to bring up my translation thing because I can hear him but not fast enough to translate, so I have my guide. Rach here. Thank you for your patience. And if we can start him up again. Hola, ¿qué tal? Muy buenas tardes. Hello. Días, Good noches, afternoon, no sé. morning, or evening. I don't know what time it will be when you watch this video. It's a pleasure to be able to uh, present myself to you. My name is Carlos Enrique Recinos Rodriguez. Although all my life I've been called Kalin, and that's my preferred name. I'm currently living in Guanajuato, although I was born in the south of this country in a place called Tuxtla Chica, Tuxtla Chico, Chiapas. I'm currently 37 years old. In 2005, I graduated from a Bible college. I have been serving for seven years as a teacher in that same institution. And a few years ago, we started a church work. I would like to be very honest with you about this. At first, it wasn't something that was on my mind or in my heart. I always wanted to serve the Lord. I have always been active in the things of the Lord. I've dedicated more than 15 years to preaching, helping out in what I can in churches, but it was never my desire to be in charge or leading someplace. But God put both in my heart and in the community in which I currently live in Guanajuato the idea of starting a work. And when God makes a call, it's hard to resist. I started meeting with a sister in her house for prayer, and gradually new people started meeting with us until a little over three years ago. Now, he says three, it was more like four. But um, Sister Sherry started helping us by offering us a space in her house so that we could meet. As everyone knows, the pandemic pandemic made some people grow cold, some people move away, but also mucho, a lot of people had in their hearts the desire to know God. At the beginning of the pandemic, we had to make uh, preach through phone calls. I was calling because a lot of the brothers and sisters don't use the internet. In 2020, in the 12th of June, my dad dies. My dad was a preacher in the state of Mexico in the Church of Christ, Raul Romero, and I inherited the preaching he was doing online. So since June 12th, I've been preaching online and taking care of the church here in Guanajuato, the mission in Santa Rosa, and now I preach online on Wednesdays, Sundays, and in a private Bible study on Thursdays. I'd like to tell you that I have two bachelor degrees, one in theology and one in communication sciences. 
eh, hemos estado activando. We've been activating la, la the community we live in. Eh, It's a community vivimos, called Yerba Buena, and we want to influence both youth and families. Y queremos influir en, tanto en la juventud como en las familias. We believe that God's word has the power to change and transform lives. We've experienced this. It's also been a little hard as the principles which they learn from their parents are deeply rooted. They're not necessarily very devout, but the custom makes them reject the gospel sometimes. In this congregation, despite being a few, about 30 people and growing, we have experienced God's power, love, and mercy. In this congregation, and Sherry is going to talk to you about it, we have had people with cancer who have been healed. We have had people who have come out of drug addiction and drug trafficking. De la drogadicción y el narcotráfico. Tenemos we have people whose families have been restored and we have people who continue to pray and wait and cry out to God for their health situation. I would like to be the first to thank you for your prayers and your support because we have felt and received God's blessing through all of you. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being interested in this place. I invite you, if one day in your prayers you remember us, do not stop praying to the Lord for him to give us the strength and the courage to continue preaching in this place. As I told you, at first we were so few that there was no need for many things. Now that we are growing, one thing that we need is a bigger place. We need more chairs. We need a bigger place, and it's not just a necessity that, that I see. Um, our, the brothers and sisters are also moved by the idea of wanting to create um, and taking the kingdom of God to limits that not even we can imagine. Pray a lot for us, please. And if someday you want to visit, remember that you have a home, a uh, house in Guanajuato Capital, the, the capital city of Guanajuato. In a moment, Sherry will allow, will show you some pictures of the congregation and talk to you a little bit more about these people who I tell you have impacted my life. God has worked through them in a surprising way. Believe me. And what was at first not a plan and when he's in charge of something I can now see the great blessing of how God changes and transforms and makes flourish a heart that was deserted. Join us to see these stories and join us also to see what God is doing here in the capital city of Guanajuato. Um, I'm your friend Kalin. God bless you. Okay. We were hoping that maybe he would be able to come this summer, but it didn't work out. So I wanted to take this little time to, to present him to you. Um, next slide, please. Um, I would like to tell you about some of the people in the church. Uh, the lady in red is Dora, and she and her husband drive Ubers. And as an Uber driver, you know that's kind of like being a hairdresser or something. People talk to you. So when people talk to her, a lot of times she tells them about Christ. Uh, next slide, please. And they also talk to their neighbors about Christ. So the lady with the short spiky hair, 
Um, Doña Silvia is one of their neighbors that they've been bringing to church. Next slide, please. Um, the guy in the back with, with the, is that Timon on his shirt? You can't tell it by his face, but he works as a clown. So, <laughs> but um, Dora and her husband at first um, were having some problems when they first came to us with their family. And so we worked with them, and now they're one of the strongest families in the church. We actually met Dora uh, when my car was in the shop, and I needed an Uber, and that's how we met her, and started talking to her about Christ. And then she's coming, and now they're bringing people, and um, they're a strong family in the church now. This man started coming with his two boys just a few months ago, and he also is going through some family troubles right now. His wife has left him, and he's looking for, for answers. Sometimes he's looked for answers in the bottle, which is not the place to look for them, but now he's looking for them um, in Christ. So please pray for him and his family. Next picture. Um, the lady in the front in uh, red and white is Doña Carmen. Uh, she is the one that had cancer. She um, didn't let her family know at first. She'd just go off for her treatments to the next town over. But her family began to notice that she wasn't as chipper as she usually is because she's a very chipper lady. And um, so they finally wormed it out of her. And at that point, you know, she'd been praying all along for her health, but at that point her family began praying and we began praying too. And things weren't going all that well. But then she went uh, to the doctor one day and he said, mm, you don't have anything, you know, this is, you're fine. And she's been cancer-free for about four years now. So um, we're very thankful for that. And, you know, we don't do faith healing or anything like that, but God is powerful and if he chooses, he can, he can do things like that. Um, she is another lady that always um, invites people to, to church. She and her sister, who's the one in white in the upper picture, they, they both um, invite people to church. Next slide, please. And these are some of the people that they've invited. Uh, the one in white started a Bible study with the couple up there. Uh, this couple has a lot of health problems, too. Uh, the man is legally blind. Carlos is legally blind, and his wife uh, has severe kidney problems. She was given seven days to live a few months ago and is still going uh, fine. She has bad days sometimes, but um, God has seen fit to, to leave her there, and she's um, coming to church faithfully. And the, she started a Bible study with them and then invited Kaline to start um, going and, and teaching them, and now they're coming to church. The lady down at the bottom is Doña Lupe, and ever since she went, um, started coming to church, she had a little bit of background. She had a daughter that went to church someplace, and she had the idea, I want to become a Christian. I want to be baptized. So next slide, please. After you know, talking with her a while and working with her a while, we were able to have her baptism. Um, we already had had one baptism this year, and we did that in my bathtub. It's a sizable bathtub, so 
we were able to do that. But uh, that was a teenage boy that we were able to fold up properly and get him into the bathtub. <laughs> and there was no way that we were going to be able, uh, Doña Lupe is a little bit unsteady. She's got some health issues also. But um, so we uh, bought a swimming pool and set it up in the living room. Of course, we had to siphon the water out because we couldn't just pull the plug <laughs> in the living room. But uh, that, that worked well. And now we have that resource as a, a baptistry. And uh, you can see that Dora was in there helping her get in and out, even as it was. Okay, next slide, please. And the great thing is, and this is why the church is beginning to grow, because people are inviting other people, and even the people that have been invited are inviting other people. The couple that um, you saw a few slides ago with health issues, they have a friend who's a, a construction worker, and... He comes from a family, I'm not sure about his personal background if he's ever been involved, but he comes with a, from a family that is involved in criminal activities. And his son was starting to take that path also and um, into drugs and all sorts of things. And is uh, he may be out by now, but when I came up, he was still in rehab. And his father, you know, once he put his son in rehab, he thought, well, when he gets out, he's going to have the same temptations. He's going to be around the same people. I've got to find something different. And so when the uh, couple started talking to him uh, about church, he uh, began coming. And except for a few days when his leg has just hurt him too badly because he suffered an accident, he fell um Sometimes they say 12 yards, sometimes they, well, 12 meters, sometimes they say 15 meters, which is approximately 12 to 15 yards on his feet. So his one leg goes all different directions. But um, except for a few days when the pains kept him home, he's uh, been at church faithfully. He gets along well on crutches where uh, Dora is helping him look into finding an institute that will help him get an operation because they say his leg can be rebroken and set a lot better. So you can keep that in your prayers also. Next slide, please. Uh, Doña Carmen, the one that um, is now cancer-free, uh, also invited a group of kids, that a family of kids that live near her. This family, there are six kids, and five of them come to church. The oldest girl works on Sundays. But the two little girls in the picture are from this family. We met them when they were four and five, respectively. So we've known them for about three or four years now. And they have been coming um, pretty faithfully to, to church ever since that time, missing a bit when we weren't meeting in person in COVID, but started coming right back after that. The other kids are neighborhood kids. Now, the neighborhood kids don't come very much to Sunday school, but we when they do... You know, we try to teach them and, and get them involved. Next um, slide, please. Claudia and Dora and Dora's daughter are taking Sunday school for me while I'm up here. So that's Claudia. And that was our Children's Day celebration. Next slide, please. Our youth class, we don't have anyone in the church right now that can teach the youth class. So uh, Kalin's fiancé... Um, connects on the computer from the state of Mexico and gives our youth their their class. And after, the reason all the kids and the youth are standing up is that after their classes, we have them give a report to let, them, to let us know what they've learned. And then we started asking the adults, okay, so what did you learn in the sermon? And so now they have to answer too. So 
Y'all better start paying, well, I'm sure you do pay attention, but you know, pay close attention in case they start that here. <laughs> and um, two of the boys there in the picture are also from that family I was telling you about. Okay, next picture, please. And this is the fifth uh, boy from that family that comes. He's the one that was baptized earlier this year. He's uh, 14 years old. We told him, you know, you need to tell your mom about this. So he, because the, the mom is not, she's come a few times, but she's really not interested at this point. Um, so she, he, he told her, and she didn't tell him that he couldn't. Um, and so he was baptized, and then one night when she was drunk, a little bit later, she threw him out of the house for the night because he'd been baptized. It took him back the next day when she was sober. But that's happened twice now. So keep him in your prayers. And that whole family, they they have good friends in Doña Carmen, and we hope in us, but their family life is really hard. Next slide, please. We also have a mission up in Santa Rosa about uh, 30 minutes up in the mountains um, by the time we, we have to go across the whole city to get there. But um, we haven't been as consistent in going out as we hoped uh, or, or would like to, but we um, do try to keep up with phone calls and even though they're up in the mountains and, and you'd think, well, they don't have the technology, he does watch us on, on Sundays. <laughs> so um, that's, that's good. And sometimes on Wednesday nights, he's, he's watching the transmission also. So we started going up there because he's a cousin of the, the Doña Carmen, the one that had cancer and her sister. And he has uh, severe kidney problems also. That's a family genetic thing in his case. but um, So we started visiting them and have a Bible study with them also. And I know Colleen's been up there at least once since, since I've been up here. Okay, next time. Uh, next slide, please. Before COVID, we had activities on Friday nights with the kids. We'd have a movie, not necessarily a Christian movie, but, uh, you know, a movie and then a devotion based on something that was in that movie. And the, sometimes we do a craft. One craft we did that a lot of people here haven't heard of is you take a little mold of clear gelatin, you stick a spoon in the side, and inject um, colored gelatin in there and stick the spoon in another place and inject color, and you get a flower. You can make a flower inside the jello. So, but um, we haven't picked that back up since COVID, but that's the place where we can get the neighborhood kids in. So we do eventually want to get that going again. Okay, next slide. We're still using masks down in Mexico, in case you were wondering. Let me tell you a little bit about the Bible colleges. I teach at two Bible colleges. Uh, one is in Querétaro. You can see the arrow there. That takes about an hour and 45 minutes to get there. depends on who's driving and how fast. But um, the pyramid is actually something you can see from the uh, patio of the library of the um, university there in Querétaro. Next slide, please. There I teach Greek, so um, there's no way to get around it. To learn a language, you have to study and you have to, you know, it, it just won't come naturally. Next slide, please. But we do try to make it fun. I had them play Twister with the articles. Um, I tried to get them to show me verb formation patterns with Legos. 
And I'm not sure why they thought they needed to dress up as a dinosaur, a T-Rex, and a Mrs. Potato Head to, to do that. But that, that's good. They were getting with the program. Okay, next slide, please. And also vocabulary card games or something that we can do. Next slide, please. Um, I also teach in San Luis, and that's the Bible college that Colleen also teaches at. Uh, there's the faculty down there. San Luis is, uh, it takes us about two hours, two hours and 15 minutes, two and a half hours to get there, depending on the traffic. It looks maybe a little closer on the map, but it's one lane each way and uh, curves and trucks. Now, it's one lane each way, but the berms are wide, so it has been up to four lanes at the same time. Uh, the interesting time was when we were going something, we were passing a truck, something wanted to pass us, there was a truck coming in the other way, and somehow this car ended up on the other side of the truck coming this way. But yeah, it worked. <laughs> and then we were helping them mow some of the big grass that they had. I just piled things up because I don't know how to do it with the machete, and the lawnmower kept breaking down. Okay, next slide, please. And there are the faculty and students. Okay, next slide, please. Um, there we were putting, I bought little tiles from Amazon, uh, wood etched the, etched the wood, the alphabet, and they're putting those in order. And I teach Greek there and Gospels. Okay, next slide, please. And um, Kalin teaches, depending on the semester, Introduction to the Bible, Homiletics, Music Theory, and how to lead worship and uh, times prophets. Next slide. Um, in the introduction to the Bible class, he wants to make it practical so that his students can also teach others. So he had them do a project to show how the Bible's put together from 66 books so that they can share that with others. Those are some of uh, six of his eight students. No, five of them. Sorry, can't count. Next slide, please. And there I am with my Greek book and my uh, one of the slides from the Gospels class. Okay, next slide, please. Of course, teaching a lot implies grading a lot. So I, there are times during the semester where I just feel overwhelmed with the grading. I was waiting for Kalina at a doctor's appointment and set up my grading station in the car uh, at one point. So next slide, please. Okay. Paul told Timothy, in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word, be prepared in season and out of season, correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience and careful instruction. Next slide, please. As we all know, um, well, preaching in and out of season uh, implies when the Conditions are good and when the conditions aren't. As we all know, COVID threw us a curve for the conditions of getting the word out, and we were not able to meet in person for a while. As you heard, we were preaching first through telephones, like uh, trunk calls on um, both of the cell phones and then the house phone. Uh, later, when Kalin started uh, transmitting because of his dad, uh, for that church also, we did some things. Here we have... Four cell phones for the transmission, uh, propped up three of them with milk cartons. 
Uh, also, a lot of the classes. Now, the classes that we give now are hybrid. I, at Quedetaro, I teach one day uh, in person, one day online. Uh, San Luis, to save costs, we usually go one week in person, one week online. Um, but there, you know, the Zoom has made a fortune. <laughs> Next slide, please. But also during COVID, um, since people were home and without much to do, we started a transmission. We were transmitting up to four times a week different programs. Uh, it started with the three guys that you see on top, but soon they invited me to um, be bringing them on and off on the computer. And then um, when one of them had to miss, they put me on screen. But we did... Uh, some Bible studies, some of them were interviews with preachers in different parts of Mexico or singers, uh, you know, Christian musicians and things like that. And uh, Kaleen's sister even got a program going for kids and we'd run the controls for them. Next uh, slide, please. At one point, we even did like a Indiana Jones takeoff looking for treasure. I was the one that sat in the office and, you know, they made them go out, but they did a little video where they were even jumped over a small wall, I think, and everything. But um, next slide, please. This is the graduation from the Bible College in San Luis. We only had one graduate this year. This is uh, Tony. But he, when he first came in, he was... Um, He'd misspent his youth in drugs and things like that, had gotten his life together, and then he wanted to, to prepare. But he did not know how to study because, you know, when he blew off his high school doing other stuff. Or, um, so it was uh, kind of tough at first. He actually failed my um, gospels class the first time he took it. And he was tempted to give up a few times along the way also. But he matured so much in those four years. Um, his last year or so, he'd be, you know, it'd be lunchtime. The class was over. He was supposed to go to lunch. I was supposed to go to lunch. Um, and he'd be asking something about the Bible. And I know he did that with other professors, too. He'd be talking and, and learning. But he was, um, he graduated this year. He was the only graduate. Um, the incoming class is bigger, but he was the only graduate. And uh, we're very proud of him. Now, the man standing beside him is a very fine uh, Christian man. When we go to, to in person to San Luis, we teach for two days, so we need a place to stay. And several years ago, uh, Jaime and his wife opened their home to us. They built a new home next door to where they did live, and when they moved in, the first thing they said is, this is your room, this is Kalin's room. They'd already planned for uh, where we were going to stay when we went up there. Uh, when the church started meeting in my house, the floor um, of my house was still just rough concrete because eventually when I was able to get more money together, I was going to put flooring in. And he didn't think that it was... Uh, he, th he thought it would be better if the part where the church was going to be had flooring in it already. So he said, let me talk to some people, and he got an offering together, and all we had to do was the labor, you know, take care of the labor. And uh, with what he donated and other people donated, we were able to get the tile for that room. 
And he's just that, that type of a person. He, he, he'll go to the grocery stores or he would go to the grocery stores and get the stuff that they were going to throw out for the college because the college doesn't have a whole lot of money. And that helped with the food bill. This picture was taken on a Friday. A week from the Saturday following that Friday, Jaime's wife came home, Patti, came home from a woman's retreat and found him dead between the cars and the front door, um, evidently from a heart attack. I give you this bad news. Next slide, please. Because Paul also told Timothy, what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, commit to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. We don't know how much time we're given. I hope to uh, be working in Mexico for several years, uh, lots of years. But the years don't pass in vain, and I know that I'm not going to live forever. That's one reason I want you to know my coworker. Uh, that's one reason that we do what we do. Next uh, slide, please. In trying to teach others so that they can also reach out. Um, Kaleen's taken men to the men's retreat. He took the boys to uh, area youth rally. And these are, are new things because the congregation's just getting big enough to want to go to, to things like that. Um, we teach in the universities to prepare others so that they can teach. Next slide also. Um, when you see a slide like this, you're not always sure at first glance if it's a sunrise or a sunset. But that's okay because the sunset of some of us needs to be the sunrise of others. So we always need to be preparing the next generation, the next uh, people for um, whatever's going to happen. No matter what age we are, we have to be looking to the future and knowing that we will not be here forever. Next slide, please. We really do appreciate all your prayers and support. The work could not take place without you. The Bible colleges don't. Um, the Queretaro one gives me a little bit of gas money, but it doesn't begin to cover because the best road to get there is a toll road. And um, some semesters, there's enough time to you know take the longer, um, more dangerous route. But uh, a lot of times I do end up using the toll road. Uh, but there's no other remuneration. So you're... Um, Support helps us to be able to teach the next generations also. Here's the congregation from, uh, oh, probably about the end of last year. Um, and we've got the, the new people that have been coming in now too. But they are uh, also saying hi, goodbye, and thank you. And I, I would try to stutter like Porky Pig, but it wouldn't come out well, so... 